let's begin. My name is Gareth Rafferty, but you probably already know that. This is my Building from the Bottom podcast. I created this podcast to document my journey as a 19-year-old student working his way through starting up a social media marketing business whilst also trying to juggle university and a lot of other things. My current position, I am in university student housing and I share a flat with five other people. I have a bedroom, an ensuite bathroom, and we all share the kitchen. Welcome to my Building from the Bottom podcast. This week, I've started the podcast a little bit differently, and I want to reiterate what my goals are for this podcast before we get on to any of the other points. This podcast was created to follow my journey. And reason being is if I am lucky enough to become extremely successful when I get older, I want listeners to be able, I want fans and listeners to be able to come back and see my journey from the very, very beginning. A boy in his student housing trying to make a difference. And this is usually where it begins. Lots of issues will be faced along the way and I will be documenting these as well as my thoughts, feelings and things I learn along the way. This week has been a thoughtful week and that is what we're going to go through, my thoughts and feelings for this week. This is chapter 17, Building from the Bottom. My name is Gareth Rafferty and here we go again. Jumping straight in, this week was the 1st of October, a new month and what some people would consider a new beginning, especially with the start of autumn, seasons changing and Christmas is right around the corner. Shops have started stocking different items in order to meet the Christmas demand and everyone has started to prepare for the hustle and bustle of Christmas. Halloween is also on its way and people are getting excited for this because most people enjoy Halloween. However, people don't enjoy the fight. And on that note, on Monday, I started by 
being pulled from my sleep by loud noises. And I had to write this down because I thought it was quite a unique topic to talk about. A lot of people talk about setting an alarm, whether that's on your phone or whether that's on an alarm clock, setting it away from your bed so that you have to physically get out of bed in order to switch it off. And it made me think that when a loud noise, whether that be outside or whether that be your alarm clock, if you are in a deep and quite enjoyable dream and a loud noise rips you from that, it can be extremely unsatisfying. And I just wanted to share that with you guys so that you understand that to start a business or to have that kind of mindset doesn't always involve enjoying getting ripped out of dreams in the morning. There are huge people that I might mention now that in 10 or 20 years time you may not know. People like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about working all the time and there's lots of people that talk about getting up early, getting up at 5am, 6am, maybe there's even some people that get up as early as 3am in the morning in order to start working. And getting up by an alarm or just loud noises can be extremely unsatisfying. And I wanted to share that with you. So if you're not looking at starting a business or if you are looking at starting a business, but you don't think that getting up early is your type of thing, or if you don't like getting up in the morning, you're not alone. Not all big entrepreneurial figures like getting up early in the morning, but a lot of people force themselves out of bed in order to have a more productive day. And just the fact of getting out of bed when you don't want to helps your mind to get into the mindset of being able to get through things that you don't necessarily want to do. Because sometimes we have to do things you don't want to do. And being able to get through these is a skill that will 100% help you in the future. Later on in this podcast, I will talk more about dreams and some of the dreams that I have been having this week. But that will come later on. The second thing, um, the second thought that went through my head on Tuesday that was quite a big thought and I thought I would jot down in my diary is whose advice to take? When you're starting a business, especially when you are young, it can be very easy to ask a lot of people for advice. And this is something I have been doing because I felt a little bit confused about 
where to go for advice. And so I've asked around people from different areas, different experiences, even different countries. And a lot of things I've been thinking about this week is that there's too much noise. Where's the real advice? Honestly, where is the real advice? I've gone back and forth to a stream of different people and people have started giving me contradictory advice. One person says, set it up as a sole trader. Another person says, setting it up as a different type of company and just everywhere you go, someone tells you different and trying to balance out the advice can be quite difficult. It can be quite difficult, especially in the beginning, especially if you've never been in a managerial role before. Even more so if you're young, you might feel like you can't necessarily question people's advice. And so that's something to think about if you are starting your first ever business and you don't really know, one, what to do, or two, who to take advice from. People's advice is always helpful. But just remember that at the end of the day, it's your company. You make the final decision and you have to live with that decision. So it's always great to think about where you're going. But you also need to think about the long-term future. And you need to be able to live with that decision. But don't think too much. There comes a point where you can think and get stuck in the planning stage and you don't want to do that because there comes a point when you just have to go out there and do it start making moves start building that business tuesday the 2nd of october after reading a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. I learned this week that being genuinely nice is half of the battle on social media. Being thankful and showing gratitude is half of the battle. It makes you more liked. You don't need to chase the engagement if you engage with other people and be genuinely nice and have nice things to say and constructive things to say, you're more likely to be liked. But don't get that mixed up with being fake. If you see a video and you enjoyed the video, 
just commenting that you enjoyed the video and some things that you learned from it, maybe even asking a question, it can really help people that you follow and people that you are engaging with. And more so, it can even help yourself. If you comment on several posts from one person, they realize that you are an engaging person and that you love their content and you're fun to speak to that you're fun to speak to and thus you're more likely to get a follow back. But just don't be fake about the stuff that you're commenting. Be genuinely interested and be genuinely nice. On Tuesday, I had a phone call from a business support helpline in the UK after ringing the government and trying to figure out how to start my business because I put on social media a few weeks ago that I was starting it and actually registering as a business, but I've had a lot of problems and I haven't figured out fully how to do it yet. And so that's what I'm working on at the moment. Anyways, this business support helpline contacted me after calling after I called the government a few too many times asking how to register the business. They were only allowed to give limited advice because it had to be impartial. And so they gave they've gave me different ideas on what I need to do in the business whether that's something as simple as setting up insurance or figuring out how to do financial contracts and teaching me more about tax. It was fairly helpful, especially because they had to remain impartial. I felt like I could trust them a little bit more because they were getting paid to look out for people like me. And so that gives me a bit more trust in their advice that they were giving. At 12.30 a.m., technically this will be Wednesday morning, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I found Simon Sinek doing a live video on Instagram. And surprisingly, I thought, why not I'll have a, a quick watch and see what he's talking about on this live chat. And so I wrote down quite a big point because he was talking about a story about mentors and it was really quite interesting and so I thought I would share this with you guys so he he was saying about he slowly built a mentor like a friend and this was through various phone calls and texts because a mentor doesn't usually come overnight and usually, if you slowly build a mentor like a friend, 
the way that you build a friendship, it's genuinely a stronger bond. And so he, he then realized after these various calls and texts that the guy he was talking to actually cared about watching him grow as a person. And he actually cared in watching and helping him succeed. You don't really want a mentor that doesn't care about your success and just attempts to advise, but at the end of the night doesn't care. You want someone that really cares about you as a person and cares to see you succeed and cares to see you fail, but learning from those failures and showing you how to learn from those failures. That's what you need in a mentor. When it came to say goodbye between Simon Sinek and this guy that turned into his mentor, Simon Sinek said to him, thank you for being a great mentor. And the guy responded to him with a quite surprising response when he said, Thank you for being a great mentor too. A guy that was much bigger than Simon Sinek at the time learned a lot from him. So the people around you don't, ne don't necessarily have to be the biggest entrepreneur or the biggest managing director. Just someone that's striving for good striving to build themselves as a person and working hard at this. So a mentor's, a mentor's morals is what you need to think about if you come into the situation where you want a mentor. Building a friendship first may turn into a mentorship without even realizing. And this has actually happened to me. I have a very good friend. And after speaking to her several times, I know that if I ever need advice, or if I ever deeply need help, she's always there to give a different perspective. She's the type of person who's actually 19 years of age, but hasn't gotten into a relationship because she's too busy building herself and doesn't believe that she's fully knows herself. And so she doesn't want to get into a relationship. And by relationship, I mean romantic relationship because she's b busy building herself and she has that much respect for everybody else that she doesn't want to get into a relationship unless she fully knows herself and her own needs. And so using that perspective that she has, she's applied it to some of the difficult situations I've gotten in and helped to guide me on my path.
So it's quite amazing. The way that two people from completely quite different backgrounds can come together and learn so much from each other. So that's something to, for you to think about. And something I posted earlier on this week on my Instagram feed about seeing the darkness, seeing the light in the darkness. That's what you need to spot. It may seem like everything's negative around you and that you need to be that light, but actually there could be an inner light that you haven't seen yet. So take a closer look to your friends. You might be surprised. On Wednesday I wrote, put others first and before yourself. Again, this came from reading my book in the morning. You should especially put people before you when bad things happen and also during awards now in regards to bad things happening I say put others first because if for example a company makes a huge mistake rather than shying away from the press often the best and most respected thing to do would be to go public as a business if something goes wrong it's normally better instead of showing away behind solicitors and lawyers it's often better to go public and say i'm sorry or to rectify that you've made a mistake Because if you hide away, then it shows that you're hiding from something. And you're hiding away from admitting that you were wrong. And often admitting that you're wrong, yes, in the short term, may seem like a huge problem and you will get hated on, but in the long term it will be forgotten. Whereas if you don't admit at the beginning the longer you leave it, the more likely you are to have long-term bad press and be remembered for the bad things as opposed to the good things that you have done in your business. Just something to think about. And when it comes to a business growing or personally growing and you start to win awards, Think about everybody else. Yes, you've won an award. That's amazing. Congratulations. But think about everybody else that has been there on that path, pointing you in the right direction along the way. Now, when you see people say, at award ceremonies that they would like to thank their team at work, for example. It may seem slightly cliche, but actually they are the ones that have they are the ones that have helped you along the way. 
helped you build your business and move forwards. And this point came to me after seeing a guy named Steve Bartlett, the head of, well, the CEO and founder of Social Chain, go up on stage to win an award. And one of the first things he posted on social media was that, was how thankful he was of his team at Social Chain. All 200 to 300 plus people. Gratitude should come first. And that's something I'm personally working on, even for things as simple as going to a local shop and saying, thank you, have a nice day. Thursday the 4th. Do not be afraid to ask for help. There will always be times when you're a little bit stuck. Times when you don't feel like you can move forward. And often it's very, very easy to shy away from the pain and try and work it out for yourself. When there could be a person in your phone contacts that could help you. Just taking that first step and asking for help can often be the right decision. And in the short term, you may feel awkward, but as soon as I pick up the phone, the awkwardness goes. Because linking back to an earlier point, if you ask someone for help, and they are genuinely interested in watching you grow, then often asking for help is the best answer and it saves you the sleepless nights, being stuck on a problem that is taking you hours to get through when just giving someone a five minute call could change two hours to five minutes. And I know what I'd prefer, 100% prefer the time saving aspect. On Friday, the 5th of October, I had a meeting with a girl named Tamsin, a foundation student who's looking to come onto my course next year, and a guy named Matt Galuli, who works at the university. We have a project coming up, which we are going to be working on next week on Thursday. Thursday the 11th of October and I'm quite excited and sceptical about how it will go but I'm really really looking forward to it because it's going to be something a little bit different and a bit, a bit more technical than what I, uh, what I have already from what I am already and already have done in the past and so this time next week, I will be talking about how that went. And if you want to know what it is, make sure you tune in next week. On Friday, I also wrote, don't believe 100% what you see on social media. 
whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram. Hey, it could even be Google+. Plus. Whatever you see on social media, don't always believe 100%. Often you will see people that always seem happy. And I've seen that a lot. But I've also seen someone on Instagram do a live feed. And then started off really happy, but then broke down crying. Crying of sadness because everything posted on social media isn't always... There's a lot behind social, a person on social media. They might always seem happy, but they could have problems in, with their relationship. They could have depression or severe anxiety. They could have had problems with their kids etc. These are all examples of course but it happens. A lot of people only show their happiness on social. But barely anyone is always happy. Everyone has a down day. So don't feel like you're not good enough because you're not always happy and occasionally you may not feel the best when you wake up one morning. Earlier on in this podcast, I mentioned dreaming and sleeping. It was one of the first points that I mentioned. And on Saturday, the 6th of October, that night of Friday to Saturday, I dreamt about war. And I was really curious as to why I dreamt about war. And so I did a quick Google search before starting this podcast just to find out the meaning. And it says, inside of me, I have an inner conflict between one thing and another. It could be anything, but it is everything. And so reading this was quite a a shock to the system. Purely because deep down I know that there is an inner conflict inside of me. But addressing that sometimes can be difficult. And this week is something that my head has been going round and round in circles. I'm trying to figure out where my head's at this week because I'm not too sure how I want to take my future. I just know I want to take it successfully. And I'm just trying to figure out the path in which I'm going to take in order to get there. And I know along the way I will make wrong decisions. I also know I will make right decisions, but I'm also ready for the journey. I just need to decide what path I'm going to take.
On the night of Saturday the 6th, the morning of Sunday the 7th of October, last night, I dreamt about superpowers. In this dream, I had superpowers. I was with someone else who I cannot remember who it was, but I was fighting off something. But I had superpowers nonetheless. And so I also did a Google search on this dream. And it says, this person is always, this dream basically means that you're always looking for positives and you've got limitless energy. And I completely agree. The majority of the time I do look for the positives. And I would also say I do have quite a lot of energy. And sometimes this energy can, can be perceived as fakeness, but realistically, it's not. And often I have to tone it down because some people find it hard to keep up with the energy. And so a lot of the time on social media, I don't portray this energy because I want people to keep up and understand what I'm saying. I want people to see the seriousness about the majority of the things that I say, rather than seeing me as a student that is immature, doesn't have goals, doesn't have dreams, and has no way to get out of his head. I'm not just a young person that gets back from university and sits on his phone and scrolls through social media for about four hours before watching Netflix and chill. I believe that there's more to life than going home and watching Netflix and chilling. And I'm actually trying to build something. The problem is a lot of the current leaders complain about the youth, complain that we have no drive and no passion. But the thing is, the people that are leading the major companies are also parents. And those of you that are listening that are parents, and those of you that are listening that are teens, you will know that Leaders are amazing at leading a business, but realistically, blaming us for not having a passion or drive can often be miscommunicated. Personally, I would say I have quite a lot of passion and drive for my age. But when business people say that we're just immature, it triggers me automatically. Because the people that have brought us into this world and taught us everything we know are also the same people that are complaining that we have no drive and no passion. Something to think about over the next week. People shout about the youth. Shouting about that we standing around. But deep down, our heads are in the ground because that's what we've been taught. But let's get off that topic. Finally, Sunday the 7th of October, during the day, which is also today, I ask myself, 
Am I making excuses or am I telling the truth? When it comes to making decisions, such as choosing a logo designer on Fiverr, it's only quite a small decision. But making that decision I have been making for about three weeks. I do have time as I'm not fully ready to take my business to market yet. I'm still working on the contractual agreements, but it's a question that I've asked myself a while when decisions may take a bit longer than I want them to, to get past. So if you're now facing a decision in your life, ask yourself, am I making excuses or am I telling the truth? Which is the reason why you haven't done it already? My name is Gareth Rafferty and this has been chapter 17 of Building from the Bottom. If you've got this far into my podcast, thank you so much for listening the whole way through and I hope to see you next week. Have an amazing week and I will speak to you all next week on the the 14th of October. Have a great week, guys. Out.